you really love someone, how do you show it? How do you show someone that you really do love them? There's lots of ways you could do it. You could give them a hug. You could give them a gift. You could tell them that you love them. You could even、um, do something for them. Or you could spend time with them. You know, you could play with them. You could talk to them. You could go somewhere with them. Well, God did something extra special to show how much He loves you and me. And that's in our memory verse for today. So we're going to find our memory verse in Romans 8:32. Now, the Bible, it's made of two parts. It has 66 books, but those books are divided into two sections the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is in the front, the New Testament is in the back. Now, Romans is in the New Testament, and it was written by a man named Paul. Paul was given words from God, and Paul wrote them down. Paul was one of the 40 men that God inspired to write his word, the Bible. And we find our verse today in chapter 8, verse 32. And it says, Romans 8 32, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Romans 8 32. Well, we know that this is God's word. This is something true. It is God's word, the Bible. God never tells any lies. In fact, God cannot tell any lies. That is something God cannot do. He cannot tell any lies. Now, we can find this verse in our Bible by first finding the book of Romans, then finding the chapter, chapter 8, and then finding the verse, verse 32. So let's take a look at what this verse means Romans 8 32. The first part of the verse says, He that spared not his own son. Well, This is speaking about God. God loves you so much, He didn't keep back His only begotten Son, Jesus. He spared not His own Son. He did not keep back Jesus from being punished for the sin. But God spared not His own Son. God did not keep back Jesus, but He did what? He delivered Him up for us all. God did not keep Jesus just for Himself. He delivered him up for us all. God gave his son for us all to take the punishment for our sin. The last part of the verse says, How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? That means God loves you enough to give you his own begotten son, Jesus. So God will keep giving you what you need. So that verse again is Romans 8 32. He that spared not his own son, But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Romans 8 32. Yes, God gave his son, Jesus, his only begotten son, to come and die for our sin. Jesus took the punishment. Jesus took the punishment for everyone's sin. God loved you enough to give you, to give you Jesus, to take the punishment for your sin. So God will keep on giving you. Things that you need. Now, when the Lord Jesus died on the cross, He made a way for your sin to be forgiven. And that forgiveness is the very first thing that God wants to give you. If you have not believed on Jesus as your Savior, then you can do that today. You can turn away from your sin. You can believe on Jesus today. And if you have already believed in Him as your Savior, God wants you to obey Him, even when it's hard. And sometimes it's very hard to obey God. God gave his son, Jesus, to die for your sin. 
so you can give God first place in your life by obeying him completely. God gave you something wonderful, Jesus, his only begotten son. You can give God your obedience and you can give him first place in your life. So let's say that verse again. Romans 8.32 He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Romans Have you ever heard a baby cry? Like a newborn baby when it was first, first born. You ever heard their cry? I'm sure when this baby cried, everybody around must have been excited because this was the, the son that God had promised to Abraham and to Sarah. This was the child that God had promised to them. It was Isaac. God had kept his promise. Wow. Now remember, God had called Abraham and his wife Sarah out of their city that was called Ur, and God brought them to the land of Canaan. It was 1,200 miles away, but God brought them there. They followed God. Now remember that God made a covenant or a solemn, serious promise to Abraham? And God told Abraham that he would become the father of many nations. God told Abraham that his descendants... That means his children, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, other relatives. They would be as many as the stars in the sky. Now, when God first made that promise, Abraham and Sarah, they had no children. Abraham was 75. Sarah was 65. They were getting older and they had no children. But God keeps his promises and Abraham trusted God to keep his promise. And finally, when Abraham was one hundred years old, and Sarah was 90 years old. They had a son, and as God had instructed, they named him Isaac, and Isaac actually means laughter, because remember that when God told Abraham and Sarah that they would have a son in their old age, that they both laughed, so Isaac's name means laughter. Now, Isaac's family, they didn't live in a house. They lived in a tent in the southern part of Canaan, at a place called Beersheba. Now the tent was large and probably beautifully decorated with colorful fabrics. And Abraham, he was a rich man. He had many servants. He had herds of cattle, sheep, goats, camels, donkeys. And as Isaac grew, he probably helped his father care for these animals. 
Abraham probably told Isaac about how God had led him to that land of Canaan. Abraham, I'm sure, must have also told Isaac about God's wonderful promises. And Isaac knew his father loved God with all his heart. Now when Isaac grew to be a young man, he and his father must have enjoyed working together and talking about Abraham's wonderful God. But one night, God asked Abraham to do a very hard thing. And God told Abraham, I want you to take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering. I will tell you which mountain to go when you arrive. Wow. God was telling Abraham to give his son as a sacrifice. Now, animals were usually given as a sacrifice, but God was telling Abraham that instead of animal... God was telling Abraham to give his son as a sacrifice, to kill his son on the altar and give it as a sacrifice to God. Could you imagine if God told your parents to do that? Maybe God would tell your daddy or your mommy to give you as a sacrifice? Abraham, I'm sure he must have been so sad to hear that. His heart must have ached as his mind filled with questions. He may have asked himself, why is God telling me to do this? How could I give up the son I've waited so long for? How can God keep his promise if my descendant, Isaac, dies? Abraham must have struggled. It was very difficult to obey this. I don't know what I would have done if I was Abraham. But the Bible says God was testing Abraham. Could Abraham have faith in God? Could he have faith to obey God in this hard test? If you've believed in Jesus as your Savior, God can give you faith to obey Him, even when it's hard. Maybe God has allowed a very difficult situation in your life. Maybe someone has died in your family. Or maybe you've had to say goodbye to your friend as they moved away to another village or or another town or country. Maybe your mom or dad has left home or even married someone else. Those are all difficult situations. But why does God let those come? Why does God make you pass through those hard times? Well, one reason is to make you stronger, to strengthen your faith. God wants you to learn to depend on him. God wants you to give him first place in your life. Another reason is so that others will see your faith in God and they will want to trust him too. These hard times, these tests, these difficult situations, they enable you or they help you to help others in these difficult times. Maybe other people are passing through the same situation, and you can help them. Now, instead of getting angry or feeling discouraged when these hard things come, remember, God is still in control. He knows everything that happens in your life, and you can remember that God's way is best. The Bible says the trying or the testing of your faith worketh patience. As God tests your faith, as God puts you to the test, you can learn to patiently continue to trust God and obey him. Ask God to give you faith to obey him, even when it's hard. And I'm sure Abraham needed faith to obey God for his hard test. He may have struggled to understand God's command to give up Isaac. Abraham made his decision. He would trust God. He would obey. I'm sure that Abraham, he woke up Isaac. They quickly prepared. It was going to be a three-day trip. They quickly prepared. Abraham got some wood. He got some servants. They had the things that they needed. Sarah must have packed some food for them to take along. The trip was long. It was tiring. They were trudging along the way. And 
On the third day of the trip, Abraham looked up and saw the mountains of Moriah ahead of them. Now Abraham, he said to his servants, wait here with the donkey. Isaac and I will go over to that mountain. We will worship, then we'll come back to you. Abraham took the wood. He tied it on Isaac's back for him to carry, and then he picked up a knife that he used to kill animals for sacrifice. He also carried a small container of burning coals for a fire to burn the sacrifice. Now as Abraham walked together up the mountainside, Isaac noticed something's missing. The animal is missing. Isaac, he probably remembered the many times he had watched Abraham worship the Lord with sacrifices. He would gather stones, build an altar, lay the wood on top, and they would kill the animal. That was the sacrifice. When they made those sacrifices, Abraham was obeying God's instructions for worshiping him. He was doing what God told his people to do. Abraham would have explained to Isaac that the animal was dying for their sin. That reminds me that you and I are a sinner too. Remember, sin is breaking God's rules, and no one had to teach you how to be mean to others, how to be selfish, how to do those things. It's easy to disobey when your mom asks you to do something you don't want to do. You were born with a desire to do things your own way. And the Bible says, There is not a just or a perfect man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Everyone has sin. No one on earth is perfect like God. Everyone has sin. Sin has to be punished. The punishment is to be separated from God in a terrible place forever. Everyone has broken God's rules. Even you, you are a sinner. And so am I. And because of that sin, they had to offer those sacrifices. Those animal sacrifices covered their sin for a while. The sacrifices were burned and the offering was completed. And as they burned, Isaac would have thanked God that their sin was forgiven for a time because they had done what God asked them to do, given an animal sacrifice. Now Isaac and his father, they were going to worship God again, but there was no animal sacrifice. Isaac actually asked his father Abraham, and he said, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham told Isaac, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they both went on. As they reached the top of the mountain, Abraham knew this was the place. They built the altar, and when the altar was finished, Abraham took the wood, he put it on the altar, and then he had to get Isaac ready. Perhaps Abraham told Isaac of God's command, but I want to read to you what Abraham did. He bound Isaac, his son. That means he tied him. He tied him up. He laid him on the altar upon the wood, and Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son or to kill his son as a sacrifice. I'm sure that as Abraham did this, he must have told Isaac that he loves him very much. But he also must have told Isaac that God has asked him to do something very hard. Isaac may have been trembling as Abraham did this and tied him up and put him on the altar. Abraham raised his knife to kill his son Isaac as an offering, as a sacrifice. But suddenly he heard a voice. And the voice was the angel of the Lord. And it said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said, Here am I. And the angel of the Lord said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything to him. Wow. So the angel said, Don't touch your son. Leave him alone. Don't kill him. Wow. Oh, I'm sure. Both Abraham and Isaac must have been so happy. They must have had, they must have been overjoyed. God had kept Isaac from being sacrificed. 
God loved Isaac. And God loves you no matter who you are or what you've done. God loves you. He is the one who made you. He's the great creator of the universe. He made the stars, the seas, the mountains, and you. And he knows all about you. He even knows about your sinful heart. He is a holy God. He is pure from every kind of sin. But he still loves you, and he wants you to be with him in heaven someday. And in the Bible, God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31.3 God's love for you is forever. And that same God loved Isaac, too. Isaac must have been so happy and so joyful to be saved from being sacrificed. God loved him. God would not have him to be sacrificed. God then knew that Abraham was willing to obey God in everything. Abraham turned and he saw a ram that was caught in a thorn bush by its horns. And that was the sacrifice that God provided. So they took that ram and that ram became the sacrifice instead of Isaac. Now with tears of joy... Abraham, he untied Isaac, he laid the ram on the altar in the place of his son. And if you don't know what a ram is, it's a male sheep, a type of sheep called a bighorn sheep. It's a male bighorn sheep. So that was the animal that God provided for the sacrifice. Abraham and Isaac, they used that as a sacrifice instead of Isaac. Isaac must have been so thankful that something else died instead of him. But did you know that you and I, should have died for our sin, but instead something else died. I think you know what is the something. It is Jesus, God's only begotten son. He came to this earth. He lived a sinful life, but he was accused and he was sentenced to die. He carried his cross to where he would die. And Jesus did not deserve to die, but he willingly obeyed God the Father. And that time there was no one to take Jesus' place. He was nailed to a cross. He died. He gave his blood, his life. The Bible says Jesus loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That means God gave his son. God punished his son, Jesus, for your sin so you wouldn't have to be punished. Our memory verse today reminds us about that. In Romans 8.32, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Romans 8.32 Now after Jesus died, his body was taken down. It was placed in a tomb and Jesus was there for three days. And then something wonderful happened. He came alive again. Many people saw him. But then after a time, after 40 days, he returned to heaven. And today he is alive there. God loves you so much. He provided Jesus to take your place to die for your sin. And Isaac must have been so thankful that this animal was there to take his place. Isaac was saved by this substitute God provided. A substitute is someone who takes your place. That animal had taken Isaac's place on the altar. Isaac was saved by that substitute that God had provided. Abraham named that special place Jehovah Jireh. It means the Lord will provide. Now, before they left the mountain to return to the servants, the angel of the Lord spoke to Abraham again. And the angel of the Lord reminded Abraham about the covenant promises that God had given him. Remember how God had promised Abraham he would have many descendants and that all the nations of the earth would be blessed through him? Yes, the angel of the Lord reminded Abraham about those promises. 
Abraham must have been so thankful. He had trusted God. He had obeyed Jehovah Jireh. And that means the Lord will provide. God had provided a wonderful way for your sin to be forgiven too. Now perhaps today you realize for the first time that your sin separates you from God, but that Jesus died in your place. The Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Acts 16.31 Today you can choose to believe on Jesus to save you from your sin. If you are willing to turn away from your sin, you can do that by believing in Jesus, by trusting completely in him. He died, he rose again for you. And if you believe in him, you can be saved from your sin's punishment. If you believe in him, God will forgive you. And you will not have to be separated from him. He will change you on the inside. He will give you the strength to obey him if you believe in him. And if you would like to make that decision today to believe in Jesus, you can tell him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please forgive my sin and save me from my sin's punishment. In Jesus' name, amen. If you tell him something like that and you truly mean it, he will save you from your sin. And that is the most wonderful decision you could ever make. If you'd like to read about Abraham and Isaac from the Bible, you can read this in Genesis chapters 21 and 22. And you can read about Isaac and about how he was offered as a sacrifice and how Abraham obeyed God. Well, that's all for this time. I'll see you next time. Bye.